Thursday morning broadcast. Well, we have a, a lot of great events coming up, and I have the honor, the absolute honor, to be hosting the virtual gala for our friends at Arturus Stone. Many of you are aware of the fact that Arturus Stone has had a tremendous influence, not only in Israel, but globally, uh, in so many different areas of Jewish life, and especially in the area of Jewish education on so many different levels. And their virtual gala to support all of their work and all of their programs is happening at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, December the 15th. We're about four weeks away, and we're encouraging everybody uh, to RSVP, to pay tribute to the honorees, to get your reservations in, to make a commitment to watch the uh, the short but very, very comprehensive program, and to be part of the Arturus Stone experience. They're doing amazing work, and uh, we hope that everybody would support it. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander, our wonderful friend, is with us live via telephone from Israel. He, of course, is the president and Rosh Yeshiva of Arturus Stone. Rabbi Brander, always a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be back here. And, you know, you mentioned Roy Einstruck. First of all, his Aishas Chayol is uh, an unbelievable asset at Ortura Stone. So and I hear. <laughs> there's so many, so many of us that were inspired to go into Jewish communal work uh, because of Roy yep. and because of the programs that he uh, allowed us to participate in. Oh, boy. So he deserves more than a short shout-out, but uh, <laughs> he's amazing. I amazing. Am, I am in total agreement with you, and I'm I'm so happy you, you actually extended that thought because uh, uh, it's certainly appropriate and well-deserved. Well, a big event is coming up on December the 15th. It'll be virtual. It's going to pay tribute to the past, the present, and the future of Artura Stone and Rabbi Brander, I I know, and, and we'll talk about specifics in a moment. Uh, but I know I know that as uh, things continue to open up and and life continues to get back to normal, it seems that you're not only maintaining what Artura Stone has been doing for the last many decades, but it seems globally you're expanding the work of the organization. Baruch Hashem, yes, uh, with a lot of siyat deshmaya, with a lot of help from God. Uh, we're expanding. Our shlichim are growing. Uh, our kolim for the young men and their uh, are growing. And we started this unbelievable program. We received a group of women uh, sent us a note saying that we want to continue to learn on a high level. We're talking about women who are leaders in their community, whether they're faculty whether they're chief executive officers of important Torah institutions, uh, whether they're uh, principals or associate principals, heads of schools. They said, we want to continue to learn. And so that we, we together with them, created a four-year program where they learn eight hours a week, most of it with Chavruta and two and a half hours of Shir every single Sunday. And we're going to go through the laws of Shabbat with them, laws of Kashrut, and a series of other laws uh, that are important for them to know, and they'll take tests on it. Uh, it's not about giving them titles, and they'll come together uh, in this, this coming summer, and then one additional summer where they'll come and learn with us at Midrashat Lindenbaum in Yerushalayim. But we're talking about real stars. Uh, Joanne Greenway, the chief executive of the London School of Jewish Studies. I mean, Esti Honig from Kohelet. Uh, Dr. Julie Stern, Joseph, uh, who is an amazing uh, educator. You're talking about Yardena Osband, who is uh, a clinical professor of pediatrics 
at the New York Medical College, talking about Dr. Rivka Press-Schwartz, the associate principal of SAR High School. You're talking about you're talking about people from Australia, from the United Kingdom, from Germany. Now, we accepted 26, close to uh, 40 applied. Wow. We accepted 26. And uh, we just started after the Chagim, right after Sukkot. So it's only been like a month or so. Uh, but so far, so good. And, and, you know? and the official name is the International Halakha Scholars Program, Scholars Program. For, for Women. Right. and. And I, I I have to make this point. I think this is accurate. I don't want to you know speak for your organization out of turn, but I, I think you alluded to this in your description. This is not a political or social statement. This is a desire among people, and we know the advancement of women's Jewish education over the last many centuries. Um, it, it is a desire to be more educated in very important areas of halacha. Am I right that this is not... You're 100% right. It's not about titles. It's not about places. They all have jobs. Right. I mean, these are people who are... <laughs> they true. all have senior jobs. They have good jobs. <laughs> you know, I can't help them with that. You know, they're running... Um, some are professors in medical schools, and some are heads of schools, and they're doing amazing work all around the all around the world. But they want to continue their Limud HaTorah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And they're... I'm inspired. Uh, you know, I got on a call with them uh, two Sundays ago just to connect with them, and I've spoken to a few of them privately, especially two of the women who helped make it happen, Dr. Yardena Osban and Mrs. Jennifer Raskis. And it's just amazing, um, their commitment to this. And, again, it's not a walk in the park. Right. Um, so one, one of the husbands told me, my wife doesn't learn eight hours for this program. She learned 16 hours for this program. Right. I said, okay, that's it, great. It must be so, very, very difficult, yeah. but boy, must it be rewarding. And by the way, yes. uh, they're going to be recognized. The program and Dr. Yadena Osband and uh, Jennifer Raskis will be recognized as honorees right. at the event as you honor alumni and others, including Rabbi Frederick L. Klein, Rabbi Ariel Yashurin. I mean, you're talking about people that are being recognized for all their efforts. In fact, in Rabbi Yashurin's case, you're specifically talking about the uh, the greater Miami community plus the humanitarian efforts that were undertaken and uh, and and done to the nth degree during the Surfside tragedy. So you are it, it, it's not just planning to place people in different places. It's once you've placed them they respond uh, in in everyday situations and emergency situations for the community. Right, Rabbi both Rabbi Klein and Rabbi Yeshurun are part of the Greater Miami Jewish Community. Mm. Rabbi Klein is the senior chaplain in the Miami Federation, Mishkan Miami, and Rabbi Yeshurun is an unbelievable rabbi in the Greater Miami area. And we honor them first for their work in the Jewish community, as well as the fact that during the tragedy of Surfside, uh, Rabbi Fred, Frederick Klein is the senior chaplain in the area, unfortunately, had to deal with a lot of challenges. Oh, boy. And Rabbi Yeshurun transformed his synagogue as really an epicenter of people being able to give from all different faith systems, Christians, Muslims, Jews, and then they, dis they dispersed it all over the place. And these are two amazing uh, rabbis who were both been educated through Ortara Stone, and we're very proud of them. Um, and Dr. Yardena Osband and Jennifer Raskis for simply helping. It was their idea to help put together this international halachic scholars program for women. And I have to tell you, Nachum, when the president of the state of Israel heard that you were hosting the event, 
he asked if he could give a special message. So not only will Nachum Siegel be the gala host, but when I sent a note to the president and uh, actually made the mistake of using his private email to send him the notice oh, instead of going through the protocol, oh, but God. I heard about that. <laughs> but the bottom line is that uh, I said that Nachum Siegel's the gala host. He says, you know, so why do you need me? So I said, you know, because, you know, Nachum would like some company uh, in this project. So he's agreed to speak also uh, because of all what Ortora Stone has done. And we're also celebrating, this is the, these are present and future leaders, but we're also commemorating the loss of two very special leaders of the past. Yeah, Dr. boy. Dr. Roy Stern. I, I was gonna Sorry? S- no, I was going to say OTS. I mean, I know a lot of organizations, obviously, especially over the last couple of years, uh, have suffered by losing key people who have been so instrumental to their programs. But OTS, Ortora Stone, has lost some giants over the last couple of years. Yes. And, and, and while, uh, to their credit, there is a, a new uh, group of leaders who are, I won't say replacing them, but standing right. on their shoulders. Stepping but in. Dr. Roy Stern, he was an amazing leader. He was the chairman of the Israel... Um, you know, board of directors. Right. He really helped deal with all of the issues. Um, I had the privilege of working with him for the past few years. And Maurice Spambach, who lived uh, in the New York City, who became close with Robert Riskin at Lincoln Square, right. was basically the, for many years, was the pro bono uh, attorney uh, for Ortora Stone and the treasurer. And he made sure they both understood that the destination of doing holy things is critically important, but the journey, the ethics and the morals of how we do it, the journey is equally as important. Yeah. So we recognize these unbelievable personalities, and we hope that we are honoring them uh, through the work that we do every day. And I think they would be very proud of uh, the alumni that we're honoring, uh, Rabbi Klein, Rabbi Yeshua, and Dr. Osband. And Mrs. Raskus. No question about it. Uh, Artara Stone, with over 30 educational institutions, social projects, outreach programs, and leadership development initiatives for both men and women, it would be impossible in this conversation to go through them all. Uh, we, we often focus on individual programs when our brander appears on this show. But with the gala in mind, and I want to make sure it's as successful as possible and that people out there respond, I just want to remind you, in terms of the list that's in front of me, uh, Yadli Isha, the Monica Dennis Goldberg Legal Aid Center. I mean, you're talking about an a, a initiative that was started to help women in very, very challenging situations. Obviously, most of them agunot, uh, who are um, uh, who 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 need to have advocates in rabbinical courts in Israel. It has been an amazing uh, and incredible initiative. The Susie Broadfeld Women's Institute for Halachic, of Halachic Leadership. The Robert Barron. Machanaim uh, Hesder Yeshiva, the International Halacha Scholars Program, the Yachad Program for Jewish Identity, uh, the Baron Amiel Educational Emissaries and Strauss Amiel Rabbinic Emissaries. Those are the people that are around the world in communities making such an amazing difference. The Claudia Cohen Torah Army School Hadas. This one on Darkane or Robert Brander, I'd like to focus on a drop more during this conversation. I don't think people realize that when you prepare for the Army, it's not just preparing for the army, and it's not just that transition that young people go through in Israel that is so sometimes difficult, but also so um, uh, uh, so remarkable in terms of a transition. In order to prepare properly, uh, it, it is often necessary to make sure that there's some formal course of study that these young people go through before joining 
the IDF. How has the Claudia Cohen Torah Army School Hadas helped in this effort? Well, well, thank you for asking. Well, what we've done is the following. 50% of the women that graduate from Orthodox high schools, I'm not talking about the right-wing high schools, right. but from the Orthodox high schools, the religious Zionist high schools, serve in the IDF. Right. And we, um, really under Rabbi Riskin's amazing leadership, realized many, many years ago, uh, oh, north of 20 years ago, that we needed to create a Two things. Number one is that they would be properly prepared. So no different than the men. There's an opportunity for them for, to learn for a year, a year and a half, two years before they serve in the IDF. And we do all types of preparation. The second thing is, just like the gentlemen that go through the HESDER program go in as a group, these women go in as a group so that we visit them every other week, every one of them. Nachum, as you and I speak, we have 350 women in the IDF. We have them serving, 250 of them are serving in the intelligence units. The rest are split through the following groups. One group trains commandos how to get back to Israel, you know, when they have to cross the borders without passports, let's just say, <laughs> and they forget their, and they lose, or their GPS equipment isn't working, oh, how they gosh. can navigate and get back. That's one group. The second group is in charge of teaching how to... Um, Pilot, pilotless um, uh, airplanes. They, they're the instructors for people how to use those planes. Another group is in charge of, on the Egyptian border, using the high-res uh, technical equipment that watches that border. That border, thank God, is very silent. It is very quiet, so there's a lot of uh, technical equipment that watches that border. And then there's another group that serves as uh, teachers in, in the IDF, and another group that does, which is only a group of women who have sheer once or twice a day, depending on what's going on, who, even when they're in the IDF, who are in charge of doing the research to find terrorists and corroborate the research, and then uh, the, the information is given to, to the commandos to do what they need to do to protect um, I would say more than the Jewish people. I would say all of humanity. Yeah. Um, so that's world. our that's our that's our women. That's our students, and we visit every one of them uh, every other week. It's an amazing. And you know what it is when you're when you're going to an army base and you're using Waze. You know how you know you're coming close <laughs> because when you get close, Waze doesn't say you've arrived at your destination. Waze goes black, dark. <laughs> the whole Waze system goes dark. That's how I know that I'm getting close to the place because uh. all of a sudden I'm about to go to an intelligence unit and Waze is taking me there. And three blocks before you're about to get there, all of a sudden the Waze screen just disappears. And when you leave and you're three blocks away and you whatever, all of a sudden it reappears. It's really a, but, rem- uh, it's a reminder it's a rem- about the sensitive situation that the young yeah. people in Israel are in. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's yeah. a reminder. It's a remarkable they're able to do it. I-, I need you to focus with me for a moment about the Elaine and Norm Brodsky Darkenu program for men and for women. And the reason I, I-, I want to highlight this uh, before the gala when we're asking people to be supportive uh, of uh, Ortora Stone and what it does internationally is because for those who think uh, that the majority of what you're doing or that you're completely and only focused on Israel and don't quite get uh, the global impact, Darkenu literally um, 
has been a, a a tremendous asset for parents who live in the United States. Because if I'm not mistaken, this is the program where their children with special needs go and, believe it or not, can be safe 6,000 miles away from home because of the program and its staff. You're 100% right. Darkenu is the only program for Orthodox young people who can spend a year or two or even more in Israel in a safe environment where they can learn Torah based on their capacity and their ability. And be far and away from home. And be far away from home. And be far home. away from home, which right. gives respite care right. also to the parents and gives them an opportunity to focus on other children within their family. Right but also allows these young people to grow in their skill sets. Because if they're away from home, so they're growing in everything from day-to-day activities to uh, uh, skills that they need to be able to hold down jobs. And it's just an amazing program. It costs us a tremendous uh, amount of money, oh, way more imagine. than we charge in the tuition, but I Baruch Hashem, we're able to do so because of listeners like uh, the ones that you have that support <laughs> it. But uh, but the bottom line is, they come from all over. None of those students are from Israel. They're all from. Oh, outside they're all Israel. from outside Israel. They're all from outside Israel. I didn't even realize all of that. those. Amazing. All of them. It's only a program for those who are outside of Israel, which means, like, imagine they came, they, they came right after Sukkot. Right. So they needed to go into some form of quarantine. You know, the protocols that you have to put together for any student to go into quarantine, for our Midrash at Lindenbaum students, which is, thank God, an amazingly successful program, is one thing. But everyone has to do that. The pro- protocols you have to put into, into effect that the government has to sign off on to put as young people who have different types of needs. So if, God forbid, they're in quarantine and they, and they need and, they're, and they have, or they have, God forbid, COVID or anything else of that nature, the protocols you have to put into place so that their physical needs can still be dealt with is extremely intense. But the unbelievable professionals um, at, um, at Darkenu at the Brodsky Darkenu program have really put this together. Yeah, we know some of the staff members there. They're incredible. Yeah, they're just uh, they're ain't, they're angelic. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And they're and they're just amazing. And yeah. it, it really transforms these young people for the rest of their lives because they realize the that they really can be uh, on their own and they really can. Um, get to a higher level of their own development, and it's 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 a privilege. I mean, they're at my house, uh, COVID permitting. They're at my house once or twice a year, um, and uh, if it's I'm, just an amazing thing. If I'm not mistaken, at the last in-person um, Artura yes. Stone Gala, you actually had a Darkenu student. Uh, speak to the entire crowd and explain why it was such a, a wonderful experience for him. I, I believe that was the last time we all gathered together under the Artura Stone umbrella. Yes, 100%. It was, it was, it was Saja, yeah. and he actually, he actually got sick in Brooklyn yeah. from COVID, Correct. and he's no longer in the, he's, he's in the Olam MS. Yeah. But, um, but he will tell you, and his family will tell you, that in addition to his unbelievable experience that he had afterwards at YU right. in its special program, 
which I had the privilege of working on when I was there. But the bottom line is that the unbelievable experience they had in Israel inspired and empowered him to go on further and to have a meaningful life. And that's what the Darkenu program does. It inspires. And by the way, it doesn't just inspire um, them, those the, the, you know, 24 participants in the program, but imagine all of the women in the Lindenbaum School, Midrash at Lindenbaum, seeing these young people. And also the men's program we do in partnership at Yeshivat Haaretzion. That's our residential location right. because we need to have English speakers there uh, which we don't have in our own Hezder Yeshiva at the right. present time. And and Rabbi Lichtenstein will tell you how inspiring this group of Or Torah Stone students are uh, to the entire Gush Etzion, oh, I can only uh, Yeshiva Haaretzion uh, experience. Yeah, I can only imagine. That must be, yeah, must be such a great dynamic. Uh, I'd speak to any parent, folks. Speak to any parent. Um, of uh, a, a Darkenu um, a student, and you'll you'll find out that everything Rabbi Brander is saying is not an exaggeration. It's one hundred percent point on, uh, or on point, I should say. It's uh, it, it's really remarkable. And, and there are a million other programs. Look, everybody, you know the point. The point is we want to make the virtual gala as uh, as um, successful as possible. It's officially scheduled for seven p.m. On the 15th of December, I am very, very familiar with the program. It is a quick and really comprehensive program. You will get a very, very potent education about what they do at Ortora Stone in a very light and fun way on the um, on the 15th of December. All we're asking is that you pay tribute to the honorees, you get in your reservations, you make your donations. It's really simple. There's a website and that is uh, otsgala.com, otsgala.com. Again, Wednesday the 15th of December. We'll certainly keep reminding everybody as we get closer and closer. Pay tribute to the honorees here from the President of the State of Israel. And again, I'm really familiar with the program, and it's really comprehensive and gives everybody an amazing look at uh, what Artura Stone is doing both in Israel and globally. And that includes in this country. Because I want to see their their fundraising base, frankly, get stronger and stronger here in the U.S. because they deserve it of what they're doing and, and the Surfside example is one that uh, will be focused on on the 15th of December and you should pay careful attention to that and see what they do in communities uh, like down in Florida. Um, Rabbi Brander I thank you so much for uh, for joining us. I hope everybody out there will respond and will uh, keep Ortora Stone strong and vibrant and uh, I, I know that you will, I, I know you, you, you this transition from Rabbi Riskin to you has been amazing and obviously it's a partnership in, in making that work and I know you take great pride in following in, in all the wonderful things that he uh, established in all these decades at Ortura Stone so I hope you'll send him our best regards and and by the way we should mention people will hear from him during the, the gala as well of course. Right? Yeah, of so. course Rabbi Riskin is fully participating and I know how proud he is of you Nachum how old we, we all are um, you you really are a authentic voice for the Jewish people around the world, and we very much appreciate your friendship and well, your support. I thank you for that, and it's been an honor. As I as I will say on the fifteenth of December, it's been an honor to somehow be involved in Ortora Stone. Believe it or not, for the last four decades, which is pretty pretty remarkable. I'm very proud of it, frankly. Um, we'll continue to remind everybody about the gala. Best regards, to everybody in Israel, and thank you so much for joining thank us you. this morning. Thank you, Nachum. Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander is the president and Rosh Yeshiva of Artura Stone. It's very simple, folks. OTS, 
otsgala.com, otsgala.com. It is a comprehensive look and a wonderful uh, one-hour presentation of uh, everything that you uh, need to know about Artura Stone and the difference that they are making uh, all around the world, not just Israel and even not just in America, but everywhere. We didn't even get into what they're doing on other continents, which is so remarkable, especially with all the stuff that's been going on in Europe uh, over the last few years, not just COVID, but otherwise as well. Uh, anyway, otsgala.com. 